Hello. This is episode 28 of the podcast called Blood and Rain. I'm your host, Arthur Day. It's so important to know as much as you can, and it's important to strive to never be confused, specifically around core components of life, for example, health. You must be empowered in your life and understand what is happening. Seek to absorb as much knowledge as you can to excel in life and maintain a strong grip on reality for knowledge and the utilization of knowledge. For example, health and doctors. Are you really going to purely trust a doctor with your health? Do you know how many people get misdiagnosed or doctors don't even pay attention or even know the best way to treat things? For example, a friend of mine's grandmother has a rare skin condition and isn't able to get sunlight. They haven't once blood tested her to see her blood work or got her to supplement vitamin D or even mention it. Another woman I know just had a child and has stopped breastfeeding after just one month because she isn't producing enough milk. Why isn't she producing breast milk? Well, some women just don't produce enough. Do you think this doctor is blood tested to see if she is lacking any vital minerals to produce healthy abundant amount of milk? No, he hasn't. Has he asked what her diet is like? No, he hasn't. These to me sound like fundamental questions to ask and seek insight into. For example, I don't know why I'm fat. Well, is your, met- is your metabolism being ruined by your diet? Do you even understand basic nutrition? Are you lacking in iodine? Is your thyroid healthy? Do you have a high amount of toxins in your visceral fat so that fat is protecting you and you need to do a detox? The same goes for nearly anything you're confused about. I don't know why I wake up tired all the time. I don't know why my back is always sore. I don't know why my eyes are always tired. I don't know why I always have a headache. Are you going to be pushed around in life and not exert your full capacity and just leave this all up to quote-unquote, people of authority and doctors? This insight is transferable across all of life's aspects, not only health. Don't live in a dazed and confused state your whole life. Use knowledge to illuminate to be a powerful tool in life. And of course, this is a scalable idea. Obviously, basic fundamentals should be understood. And if you do get diagnosed with something advanced, then further research into that space should be done. Why would you not want to understand and potentially help yourself? I mean, who the hell would want to do that? Most of the world's population, that is. And that was one of the many posts that have seriously made an incredible splash on the solar sphere by a new content creator within the sphere who started off maybe a little quieter. And then out of nowhere, he started posting a very unique aesthetic. He started posting original ideas and original voices and writing and takes. And another realm in which many of the content creators of the solar sphere haven't really dipped too much of a toe into is video. He's had these incredible video montages of consciousness-raising content. And content that makes you question your current mode of thinking, your current mode of being, your current regimen for your life. His name is Epoch Rising, and he's one of the many incredible guys emerging from Australia with very unique takes that are purely full of life. I'm very excited to have him on the show. Thank you so much for being here, brother. Hey, man, it's a pleasure to be here. You know... When I first started seeing content, I started seeing, like I mentioned, some very, some, some flashes of some interesting musings and writing. And 
all, all of a sudden you just started posting piece after piece after piece after piece, and I almost had to check if it was the same guy. Um, and obviously, of course, indeed it was. Um, I'm curious, what what was that thought process for that recent surge of yours like? Is that something that you've been conscious of, or is that something that sort of snuck up on you yourself? Have you surprised yourself, or has it been pretty clearly deliberate? Yes. Yeah, so, I mean. I'm definitely not new to this way of thinking. Um, you know, I've been sort of having sort of deeper insights and just deeper searching, like just searching deeper in life for deeper insights, deeper knowledge for like maybe like five years now. And, you know, originally just writing in my journals, I just have tons of journals for different topics for, you know, like different sources of knowledge that I read and then different insights that I have. And I figured that after seeing, you know, after being exposed to this sort of sphere on Instagram, which I didn't know existed before, I figured that it would probably be very beneficial that if I actually shared these insights and these knowledge on Instagram, you know, for myself to read in the future and also for everyone else to take on board and hopefully like inspire some people to, to think deeper and sort of take a different aspect of life, different perspective on life. Well, you've certainly done so. What do you what do you sort of mark yourself in terms of cornerstones and aspects of thinking uh, within the sphere that you very noticeably brought to the table? Um, I get yeah, that's a deep question. Um, <laughs> I just like to think and try and rationalize reality. So, like, I'm big on like your perspective, right, and your mindset. So, as you know your whole life is dictated by your perspective and your mindset. So perspective is definitely one of the, the cornerstones there because if you, for example, the quote you read, if you don't have perspective on health, you're going to be completely oblivious to every single thing related to health in your life. You know, If you don't have any perspective on perspective itself, you're not even going to realize that you can go out there and change the way you look at the world. Um, so perspective is definitely one of them. I also am a big fan of logic. So like aligning to logic um, as well as you can, even though I think another aspect is like everything in the world is sort of known and unknown. So like if you can know as much as you can about something, but also realize that that might not be fully correct, which is just like a sort of illusion of the world. Um, yeah, so like just trying to understand as much as I can to build like a very solid fundamental understanding of the world that I live in and through that it can allow me to just, you know, maneuver my way through life as I wish rather than just being oblivious. No, I mean that that your your content certainly reflects that. And it's it's funny, it also manifests in your aesthetic as well. You see certain pieces that you're sharing, you know, you have very Greco-Roman, stoic uh, pieces of art, both in, in painting and visually created art, and then just sharing photos of statues of a similar style. So there's this, there's this clear message of having your feet firmly on the ground. There's this clear message of logic and not deluding yourself. However, then you see other aspects of your, of your aesthetic. Um, you have just absolutely incredible abstract flashy pieces of art like i'm taking a look at your your feed right now there's this there's this piece of a, of a hand above that's shocking a, a human being with lightning you have a you have someone's skeleton being exposed by these 
rainbow rays of light coming out of a television, and above that there's these dragons upon clouds. So it's, it's there's there's that understanding that you need to constantly be adjusting your perspective. So there's that there's that discipline there. There's that tenacity. But there's also this counterbalance of sort of understanding that no matter how much you know, there's going to be so much you don't know due to a limited capacity as a human, or at least a human in this current era when we only use you know less than 10% of our brain. So there's just there's just leaving room for mystery, and I think that's one of the things that sort of draws people to your content because you, you do acknowledge mystery, you do acknowledge that there are things that are going to be out of your understanding and just out of your out of your your eyesight. For maybe your entire life, and it's it's certainly a refreshing balance to see. Yeah, definitely. Um, and yeah, the, yeah. So my my aesthetic is definitely sort of like uh, got a spiritual aspect to it, but as you said, also grounded in like the fundamentals of you know life and having discipline and staying motivated and, and staying on path and you know the. Yeah, the metaphor of the statues, you know. Um, I actually have a really good quote in here on statues, if I can find it. Yeah, so there's a quote here. Sometimes we all want to be a statue, always calm, always observing, always listening, always fearless, always inspiring. Mm. I would certainly agree with that, especially, especially if coming from a very male perspective. That might not be the case for a a truly feminine perspective for but for a masculine one that's that's certainly the case you get you get some guys even going a bit too far with that and deleting their personalities in, in the name of being quote-unquote stoic before realizing that isn't exactly the goal of stoicism that's honestly i think stoicism has become sort of like a meme to some extent because i i just realized stoicism is just like one aspect you know it's just one aspect it's one avenue of philosophy um, and a lot of people get introduced to philosophy by stoicism. And then they, as you said, their whole personality is about being stoic and, and, and so on. But stoicism only comes into play when you need to be stoic, right? Like, for example, uh, do you know about the story of how like stoicism was created with the guy that lost all his wealth on the ship? Yeah, yeah, and then he went into the library in, in Athens and started reading, I believe, Socrates, and that's where sort of the, 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 the school of the Stoics was born. Yeah, exactly, and so you only need to be Stoic when a Stoic circumstance arrives in your life, but sort of just like upholding some, you know, you can uphold it as like a value and like a, a characteristic, but... I don't think it should be like relied on as like the main sort of characteristic, you know, it's, it's only when something of like something challenging arises in your life. It's when you sort of implement the stoic mindset. Yeah, I'd, I'd absolutely have to agree. I mean, uh, Will Spencer, the, the man behind the Renaissance of Men page, he posted a series of hot takes and he says, Marcus Aurelius's journal is never supposed to be a cult religion, guys. Um, <laughs> I think that's, that, that, that's, that's yeah, certainly. Yeah, he wrote that for himself. He wrote that for himself, and that's another reason why everyone likes it so much, because he's not trying to appeal to other people. He's writing it purely as his own insights to himself to grow. You can tell that his, his insights were, I mean, because of the, the, the nature of his position, the nature of his life being an emperor of Rome, going through some pretty difficult circumstances as emperor, that it sort of scale, that's, that it, it really does scale to the highest level of grand strategy to the point where everyone can sort of 
have that perspective applied to their life. So I understand the, yeah. the, the, the sort of the, the appeal with Marcus really is it seems to be a higher appeal with him than more more so than the, the rest of the Stoics, even Seneca in, included. Um, is actually the one that I gravitated towards the most until I started reading about Marcus Aurelius' circumstances. Um, but it, it seems to me, and may, maybe this would this be highly beneficial for the listener to hear that you developed your own perspective. Like, you, you carved your own perspective out. You weren't necessarily handed a, a piece of red pill literature that seems to be the case with a lot of guys. I myself didn't really know anything about the red pill. When people came up to me about monk mode, are you doing monk mode? I was like, bro, I don't even know what monk mode was. Okay, like my understanding of monk mode was learning about ascetics from from the Orthodox Church, learning about the green martyrs, and I was trying to engage in that behavior. I wasn't, I wasn't, <laughs> I wasn't trying to perform monk mode. When I was went celibate by choice for four years, I wasn't, I wasn't reading the rational. I don't even know what that was. I was just doing what made sense for my life at the time, and it seems to me that. That, that's the case with you. I don't see you posting any, you know, any excerpts from Bronze Age mindset or anything by Rolo Tomasi. It seems to be that you. No, I've never even read that book, man. Bronze Age mindset. I literally asked someone yesterday, "What is Bath and what is it Bam?" <laughs> and I feel like uh, I was like, everyone's talking about Bath and Bam. I was like, "What is this Bath and Bam?" And then they're like, "Oh, it's this book, man. You gotta read this." And I was like, "Oh, okay. I'll probably buy it." But um, yeah, like. <laughs> So yeah, I yeah no, I went through when I was leaving high school, like you know, I went through a stage of like anxiety and stuff as most people do, and um, you know, you're just going through life in school. You have all your friends, you know, you're told that you're going to go to university and get a job and stuff, which I was all for. And then I, as you said, you didn't watch, you haven't watched Zeitgeist, but yeah, I went through a, a stage where I was just. I watched a documentary called Psychice, which is about conspiracies and that basically showed me, whether you believe in what it says or not, it just showed me that I didn't know anything and that I haven't put any effort into developing my own sort of perspective on life. Um, and it's interesting because this also correlated with my final exam English um, essay I had to write and it was about Citizen Kane, the movie. And the angle, I don't know if you've seen that, but the angle I did was perspective, right? So this is how I actually learned about perspective and how it's so important because I ended up writing an essay on it um, for English. And then so that coincided with me, you know, learning about like zeitgeist and then that spurred me on about like four months of just diving into like the craziest information I could, which left me in a pretty weird state. Um, and then from there, I you know, discovered spirituality and um, as a deeper aspect to just conventional philosophy, because I was into like philosophy and like Nietzsche and stuff, but um, diving into like deeper thoughts than even that and diving into like, you know, spirituality concepts and and then learning about like esoteric sort of learnings of like Manly P. Hall and, you know, the sort of like elite mind around how they view the earth and like they view the world um that spurred in me to just start doing like heaps of internal researching a lot of you know a lot of different lectures a lot of youtube videos a lot of audio books um of sort of non-conventional stuff like i was looking at, i was watching audiobooks that had like 
2,000 views and there was like a four hour lecture that was recorded on like some shitty microphone, you know? And I just remember like thinking like this stuff is like so insane and so like deep. And I've never heard anyone discuss any of this stuff ever, you know? So I, I was like really drawn into that. And then through there, just sort of getting as many like vantage points in my mind as I could. So like every time I would absorb a new piece of information, that's just one more like node in my brain. And then I'll have like a thousand nodes. I can start connecting all these little dots, you know? And whether that be through like stoicism, conventional philosophy, sort of esoteric lectures and then even like spiritual sort of insights and stuff mm. I mean, that, that, that's that sort of range you, you sort of articulated pretty pretty perfectly honestly with the the sort of classification of various postings that you have you sort of marked each category of of, of topic that you dive further into or specific topics within each of those realms my first question to you, did you come, like you said you found spirituality, did you come from like an atheist or agnostic background or were you raised somewhat religious like a, in an Abrahamic tradition or what was that, what was that initial background like? Um, yeah, my family, I guess they would say they're Christian. I never went to church or anything. I went to a Christian school. So we did like Bible study. We went to chapel. Um, I just viewed it as like a religion. Like I didn't view it as like, spiritual in a sense um i just viewed it as like something that they're trying to like portray a way of telling us history you know through this guy um and through further like understanding of christianity and stuff like i think christianity and religion and churches are built so that someone without any understanding of the world can like walk into a church and like feel an aspect of the divine you know because they conventionally they would not be able to internally find the divine within themselves so they go to like i feel like it was created so that they could go to church they could go to mass and that they could sort of understand an aspect of the divine through like their limited sort of sense um so yeah, that, yeah. so i not to be honest like <laughs> i had like i did like a, i did a psychedelic so i had mushrooms that was like one of the biggest opening points of like spirituality for me. Interesting. So what was what was that initial that initial segue into spirituality like that first that first encounter with mushrooms? What were the big eye openers? Yeah, so the big catalyst. Linked in with like all of um it sort of linked in with the same so like as I was diving through all the sort of like conspiracy stuff, I realized that the world's obviously not what people traditionally think, you know? And that truth is definitely stranger than fiction because at the end of the day, no one even understands how like reality exists or the mind exists or whatever. So then I was like, all right, well, if everything's sort of wrong and we don't really understand anything, what is like the deepest part that you can dive into, which is like the mind, right? And like consciousness. And then all of the sort of ancient religions discuss all the sort of divine aspects of reality like through meditation you know like the buddhists yeah even the um the vedic tradition like sanskrit sort of ancient um, yeah the, the, the veda texts yeah yeah like all those they all sort of they all sort of came to the same sort of like understanding that like the universe is in a sense is like spiritual um so through mushrooms and, and that um 
it just shows that your brain is only operating on like one sort of layer, you know, and then you introduce like a mushroom or something and then you feel like obviously different people react differently to it, but like you, you feel like the divine within you, like you feel like euphoric, you feel like the energy, like all of the energy within you. Um, for me, it also allowed me to like have really deep insights because my brain already operates like at a pretty high level. Like I can speak so fast and just ramble on about shit. So for me, it just supercharged my brain. And like, like, as I said, all those little nodes and points of reference that I had, it allowed me to just connect all the dots and just come to like the most insane like insights ever, you know? Um, and I feel like that was like the sort of nexus point of like, I had all this information in my head and then doing that allowed me to connect all the dots and sort of come to some really like life-changing understandings. And at what point in your, this is, I would imagine like this is several years ago or is this a recent phenomenon for you? Yeah, this is like seven. This is like, yeah, this is like probably like five years ago, the first time I ever did it. I see. Okay. So this is, all this content is sort of a long time coming in terms of these ideas that you started to connect with one another with, I would imagine your synapses firing in certain pathways that they hadn't done before, before this introduction yeah. of mushrooms. Yeah. You know, it's, 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 no, go ahead. Yeah, and I was going to say, you asked another cornerstone, I completely missed on this. So like with perception and stuff and the way I see spirituality, I see it as like the woo-woo concept people see it as, but I also see it as like grounded in like science as well. Because I'm also, the other thing that I was really into is like consciousness and like diving into consciousness and understanding how your perception is like a physical structure in your brain because you said you have different synapses that are like firing right so you have like stronger sort of neural connections to view the world in a certain way and um i've done some posts on that as well and it's like you if you understand that your your outlook and your thoughts and everything in your head is literally just a, a physical structure in your brain like if you're if you have anxiety or depression that's because your your thought loops and your neural pathways are so strengthened to have those thoughts that that's why you always have those thoughts you know so you can literally go in and like rewire your brain to to change your outlook on the world and the, the, this is this is something that's overlooked because unfortunately a lot of these 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 tried and true pathways of the brain that are causing them to press further and further down a downward spiral are so real and to them, any anything that is tied to any form of improvement or digging themselves out of the hole, it comes in, is received as one of two ways. One being sort of this woo-woo nonsense because their things are absolutely so grounding to them. Their 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 downward spiral feels grounding because they can they can feel the the effects it's having on their psyche. They they can feel the effects they're having viscerally. So to say anything anything linking to the opposite is sort of met with that that written off resistance and then the other thing is they never viewed anything that they're doing with a scientific perspective to begin with so if you if you tell them about rewiring their brain that's going to be met with a blank stare initially and if it's not properly articulated then 
it's gonna it's gonna fall it's gonna fall on deaf ears and it's just gonna lead to a continued pressing of the same neural pathways. But I feel like if it's articulated well and articulated in a complete understanding standpoint and and feeding off of the cues of the person you're explaining it to, so you know how to adjust your speech accordingly. You might even set up that neural pathway that, that will pull them out of the downward spiral inadvertently. You might plant that seed from the get-go if you communicate it correctly. Um, yeah. And that, 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 that's powerful. Like to, to, to skate across perspective and skate across science and skate across discipline and stoicism and spirituality and know that they're ultimately all the same if you understand the way the mind works. You want to understand the way mankind is, is in alignment with their you know, with some with someone consider the seven chakras, so you know, your roots, your presence, your survival, your sacral energy, which is sexual energy, but a lot of people also don't understand that's also creative energy. Um, your solar your solar plexus for willpower, your heart for basically matters of the heart, throat for communication, mind for perception, and the crown above for receiving information, if those things are sort of balanced. And you you can even find you can even find a, a Christian. You can find a Bible verse. You can find multiple Bible verses in the Bible in, the, in Christianity that that uphold, that speak on these very same things. And people aren't really seeing those kinds of parallels. Like the deeper you get into the Abrahamic religions, the further and further back you get, it's 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 not this sort of sanitized McDonald's stripped down version that you're mentioning. Like a lot of people kind of go to churches like a one stop shop to maybe feel something spiritual, but not actually to do the work themselves. But if you start expressing that that level, if you start expressing and explaining or exposing people to in small doses and amounts of the brain rewiring to the point where everything starts to be connected, then you could, you'll you potentially start to see people around you with far more agency within these certain aspects of their lives. And that's sort of circling back to your initial piece, people taking agency of the perspective in, in general. Yeah, exactly. And it's like, as you mentioned, like cognitive dissonance, like they don't have, like you say something, it just goes straight through their head. So a lot of, and that's, you know, like I've been looking into all this stuff for like years now. So I have a, a lot of, as I said, different like node points that I can bounce stuff across, you know? And when, you know, obviously everyone listening to this podcast is fairly adept to these sort of conversations, but people that aren't, in this sphere, if you mention something that they literally have never thought about, it's not gonna bounce off anything in their head and they're not gonna have anything in their current life or their current reality that they can use to build their mental perspective around that because you say the word or you say the phrase, it just doesn't bounce off anything at all, you know? And then that's why I feel like it's important that with that post to build your knowledge in every aspect of you can like try and develop like really deep neural connections because the deeper you think the deeper you can think you know like you have to start thinking deep to think deep it's it's like training a muscle you know like the more you sort of practice having insights or the more you sort of meditate and try to have deeper insights and try to connect the dots the more that you can do that you know absolutely it just comes down to a choice really like i think that it really just comes down to deciding that you want to like think deep you know it's funny it's so there's there's a dichotomy at work here because there are people who 
I get very frustrated with people when they say, man, if you're not going to, if you don't get it now, I don't know how you're going to get it. Like, yeah, you're seeing that now and you've recently figured things out. And there was a guy before you who said at a certain cutoff point in time, man, if you're not going to get it, if you don't get it now, you're never going to get it. Like it's, it's an absolutely nonsensical statement because yeah, you know, yeah it's, 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 it's a self-congratulatory pat on the back and it's disconnected and it's diluted because everyone has their own trigger points. Like you, you mentioned, like this is the part of the, the, the dichotomy that you mentioned. You mentioned these people with this cognitive dissonance. It's like you're speaking to, to, to a fluoride stare. You're speaking to a bugman. You're speaking to all these people who are just regurgitating the programming that's, that's shouted at them on the news. So to get through that in a direct route, you know, 9.5, times out of 100 isn't going to work. But if you're able to get around the program, if you're able to find a backdoor and plant a seed, you can be the catalyst. You can be the subtle catalyst of someone rewiring their brain in general. And that's what I found. Like when the pandemic initially started and I lost, you know, both my jobs and I was very angry about what was going on. And you know, I, have, I have two parents who live through, you know, live through rapidly oppressive government so i understand what's going on in that regard and other people just think we're being protected i'm like no you don't I'm on my personal instagram i'm basically saying something along the lines of no you stupid fucks you're gonna do myself um but this is this is when i was still very much you know consuming the black pill but when i had that direct like it just it doesn't matter you you, you could you could come up to them directly and like give them a case by case like a just negating everything that the media says and they'll, they'll still they'll still respond with a yeah you know i guess that's fair but like really what they're saying is yeah you're crazy and i want you to stop talking and you know i just yeah. want to i want to stick with the media narrative that's comfortable even if it isn't logical but i i'm not even going to take the time to access my brain to realize whether what the media is saying is logical or not so the far more powerful far more powerful tool at your disposal and i discussed this with evil academy is planting seeds. It's like if, if, you, if you're able to sort of disarm people, you're able to not trigger the defense systems of the programming assigned by the, the news outlets that constantly repeat it until that programming has established itself, you're able to not trigger any of those alarm systems and indirectly plant a piece of information, you'll find that that seed will echo into something that will grow into something that eventually becomes a rewiring of the brain a, a, a far deeper understanding like my best friend said to me the other day he's like so you were right about a b c and b i was like yeah i've been telling you it's about two years man and he's like yeah to be fair arthur you know this is you would also say these things after screaming at yourself in the gym mirror at three in the morning saying that only you're the <laughs> only you can destroy you and i was like all right yeah that's fair that's fair <laughs> but um it's yeah we we need to understand that in order for people to get to the point where they can they can do what you did because your trigger point was this this film zeitgeist and you made the choice to watch that film in general it's not like someone shoved that film down your throat and you might be a completely different person right now if, if, if that were the case you might still be just be someone who takes the news at face value you might still be someone who is going to college who was going to get the job and make heaps of money and just be in that very two-dimensional standpoint of living but no you had that you had that initial seed planted that that triggered that rewiring i think the sooner people understand that initial threshold that needs to be 
circumvented, then all this great information is just going to fall on deaf ears. Yeah, like you, you have to decide from within you that you want to like absorb this information, you know, and that also comes into play with what you're saying, the triggers and alarm systems in people's heads. Like, like our point of view on the world is pretty crazy to them, you know, like once you really understand like the gravity of what's playing out and that like truth is stranger than fiction and that there's a lot of fucked up shit happening in the world. Yeah. And to the depth that it's happening, you don't get there overnight. You don't just, you don't, you don't just realize it. Like there was specific stages where I was like, okay, that's happening. That's kind of fucked. Like that's happening. That's kind of, and then like you get all the little vantage points and then you connect it all to like the master sort of understanding of what you think's going on is if you say anything that threatens someone's reality, they're going to have cognitive dissonance. They don't want to, they don't want to know that they, they live in this little bubble they've built they've spent their whole life whether they consciously did it or not they've spent their whole life building up their perspective on the of, of the world and the universe you know through you know their parents through you know programming through tv shows through their influences through you know the news they've spent their whole life if they've tried to do it or if they've tried not to do it everyone builds their own sort of perspective on the reality and if you mention anything that threatens that to them, then they're going to have cognitive dissonance because they're perceiving it as a literal threat to their life because they've spent their whole life building up that perspective. And then if you even, and that's not even like discussing crazy stuff to them. So if, even if you discuss something about like, oh, junk food's bad for you or Coke's bad for you or something, they're going to get cognitive dissonance to that, to someone that drinks Coke, you know what I mean? Which is one aspect. But then if you go ahead and try and tell them that, yeah, your whole view on the whole world is incorrect and it's been created by like evil people and there's really evil shit happening. They do not want to believe that. Why would you, why would, why would any of us choose to want to live in this like reality that we, how we see the world? We don't, we don't want to live here. We've just come to the realization, realization that this is the reality we live in, you know, through actually trying to break down our own perspectives because we realize that they're just our perspectives are just things that we've created you know and if we've never tried to enhance our perspective then we're never going to enhance our life so maybe just take agency in your perspective because your perspective like i've seen this with many people your perspective could just be completely received there could be i've met people a lot of people who have had no agency in their perspective like the concept of agency in the perspective is is truly foreign yeah exactly and that's the thing as well some people don't even well i also think maybe some people have like limitations in their mind like um you know how some people can't visualize anything like they can't see a mental image in their head yeah actually uh, the invincible way shared something i thought it was a joke someone shared like what it was like five levels of an apple yeah the five levels of an apple yeah so some people can't visualize anything in their head some people can make out a shape others can make out a shape and color and then us can um fully create shape color shadow texture everything you know so obviously some people are born with a higher skill in that what i've realized is that you can cultivate that through the neural pathway creation of like mental you know visualization you can create that and get better at it so I think it's, it also comes into the same aspect of like the perspective and how you think about thinking, you know? 
Absolutely. Absolutely, because I, I don't I don't condemn people who are sort of, I mean, I live in, people talk to me about, like, this sort of Marxist programming. I live in the fucking Bay Area, right? Like, it's this is, I don't think it gets more Marxist than this, except maybe Portland, right? So, and people have asked me, like, how are you living there? And I'm like, that's a great question. But the answer I usually give is that, you know, it's it's interesting to see, be in the belly of the beast and see up close where all this programming has come from, coming from. And if you don't set any off any alarm bells with people immediately, you're not going to have a bunch of soy boys coming at you full force. Like, you believe this? Well, you're a big, you work out? It's just coming out with all this nonsense, basically. I don't, I don't condemn anybody because if you, if you see the minds not being accessed, if you see the minds being manipulated from the get-go, like some, it's, it's, it's a very similar parallel. Like you go to, there's a neighborhood in San Francisco called the Tenderloin. You walk over there. There are people, it's, it's the biggest drug in the neighborhood. You see needles everywhere. Everyone's doing heroin. Everyone. Everyone's doing something. People are, people are smoking mad. Everyone's doing something. And a lot of those guys never had a chance in hell. A lot of those guys had two parents who were junkies, who just happened to have a kid. And they've yeah, lived exactly. in the world of being a junkie their entire lives. It's, 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 we're not super far off from that, unfortunately, when it comes to perspective. When it comes to all, all of these things that, you know, myself and yourself and Xenovials, you, know, you take, take your pick, any, any solar sphere creator are, are, are sort of, are peddling. So I think that initial sympathy, because I see a lot of like hatred for the bug when I see a lot of shit posting, right? Um, memes are great. I love memes as much as the next guy. I love a solid Wojak Bugman, you know, Chad meme. You know, they're, they're fantastic. Okay? I'm not not coming after anybody's memes, guys. So relax. But I think if there's that initial empathy for people that they are truly victims of circumstance because they've known nothing but circumstance. That's going to be a much easier. That's going to be a much more accurate place for people to start when having bringing people across the border into understanding that the world is as is as fucked up as the reality is, but also the reality shifting. So it's not. But basically, exposing them red pill, black pill, eventually go to the white pill, and now people are calling the solar pill. Which I don't know about that last one. Maybe because I'm in it, but you know, I've certainly experienced the red black and white pills I'm, I'm sure did you did you go through a similar process i met a couple of people who have sort of circumvented the black pill have you um i ca- kind of so like i only really know what red pill is to be honest like what conspiracy red pill q and sort of stuff um but black pill i guess is just yeah full nihilism and like when you fully understand what's happening in the world it's like we're fucked like nothing can really be changed i think is that what black pill is no, that pre- precisely. It's the doomer. It's just like this is literally beyond repair. There's nothing I can do. That that that's that's the black bill. Um, well, I think they're just falling into the nihilism trap, and as you said, they probably feel and find comfort in just reciting and just thinking, "Oh, this is the way the world is. Like I can't do anything because ultimately, like the world's bad, and no matter what I try and do, it's you know I'm never going to get anywhere or whatever." And that is just, yeah, that's just a nihilism trap. And then the more you sort of think like that, the more your neural pathways get strengthened in that view. And then it literally becomes your reality, you know? So 
Um, and also with the neural pathway things, it's a lot, you know, the, the path of least resistance is whatever you've built up to be the most like solid neural pathway. So for example, if you're a black pill, you spark your initial thought, it's all, it's always going to go into the path of least resistance, which is like your doomer perspective. Yeah, you have this initial smile about something and you'll see the smile fade because it's going to press straight in that black pill. It's like, yeah, you'll, you'll rain on your own parade. I'm like, yeah, but it'll probably be fucked because of A, B, C, D, F, and G with, you know, Kazarians. Exactly, and, yeah. And then if that's like, if they ultimately think that they can't get anywhere in life, or then that's what they think and that's going to be their reality, you know? And that comes into sort of like, I guess, the law of attraction sense. Like, it works positively and negatively like if you literally whatever you think is your reality if you think you can't be successful you're never going to be successful you know if you think you can then you're going to have a better chance of getting successful than if you think you can't yeah i mean there's we know some some tony robbins types and you know i'm sure zenobia has thought like told you that you know even affirmations are kind of like a a low level you know yeah being cracker like level of, of magic basically but at least even with that low level rate of magic you're you're at least priming the conscious mind and the subconscious mind for something with with exactly. affirmations and it's that's certainly a place to start and you know there there are people who just think affirmations are going to bring them there it's like i'm going to manifest wealth into my reality i'm like well if your actions match that that would actually happen right your actions need to help manifest what you're priming the subconscious with, what you're priming the conscious with, conscious with, and then also being in alignment with some form of divinity, right? Or because yeah, there's, there's that age-old adage like, say again, sorry. I said that. Sorry, yeah, that's exactly like you need to align, you need to find like the divine in life and align yourself to it, and that's going to help you get where you want to be. Yeah, I mean, because, you know, whether whether you're from the Abrahamic tradition or you're from, you may be some tradition of some form of pantheon, even the traditions of the, of the pantheon have some literature or even speak plainly about what they call the Luciferian experiment. So it's it's, it's almost, it's it's a different understanding of what, what the Abrahamic religions would call Satan. The Luciferian experiment is just this attempt at being completely separate from the universe, like you're trying to splinter from the universe. And since the universe is like a, it's like a constant, right? Like a grand constant, you can't forge a new grand constant out of something that's a constant in itself. So it's just ultimately doesn't really get anywhere. So like, I, yeah, into that. I didn't know it was Pantheon, but I've looked into that pretty deeply. Well, I mean, so like they, they mentioned this sort of, um, you know, I think a lot of them, quote-unquote, new age guys get a bad rap. Like, I'm, I've, I've met, you know, we, we, we've all met the random, you know, rich suburban white girl who starts shouting a bunch of Wicca and, and new age, right? Like, we, it's, it's, we know. Like, it, it, we know that that certainly exists. But I've met many enlightened people who, since they don't fall under any Abrahamic religion or any proto-Abrahamic religion, like Zoroastrianism, or any religion of some form of pantheon, whether that be the Egyptian pantheon, uh, the Hindu pantheon, or fall under Eastern or Shinto or Native American shamanism, or any of these things, that they just said, you know what, that's new age. But since I don't fully understand it, it must be new. And it must be something that has been sort of fabricated from nothing. Um, a lot of these 
quote unquote new age folks get a lot of things, get a lot more things right than people really want to let on. Yeah, it's interesting. Um, like I've never really dove into any Abrahamic stuff or pantheonism. Like I've never even heard those words, to be honest. So, so like that stuff's completely foreign to me. Like I can try and extrapolate, and I probably have an understanding of what it sort of is. It's just like a religious outlook and the books that they have and the um, the teachings and the metaphors they have. Um, but to to play on what you're talking about with um affirmations and stuff so yeah affirmations work because like let's just say you you're you're you have anxiety you have anxiety because your brain is looping these thoughts that you're not good enough or you have like self-conscious issues or whatever you have right because your brain is the neural pathways are just relaying that like you're just constantly thinking about negative stuff you're just constantly thinking negative about yourself so if you try if you know if you um use affirmations you can help overcome that by trying to rewrite your brain but another thing which is sort of very deep to think about is like you can try but trying is not the same as being you know so there's like a quote from um some buddhist text or something where it's like you don't want to try and paint the rock gold because it's just going to be a rock that's painted gold you want to transmute the rock into gold right so you can get yourself to a point where you're using affirmations and you're doing all this sort of stuff. But if you realize that you're just trying, you're trying, right? You're never going to get there. You're never going to transmute the rocks of gold. The only thing you're going to do is paint it gold, right? So if you just know, and you just know for a fact, like in your core that you are going to be successful, you are going to achieve this. You are going to do that. You are going to be like the most, the best version of yourself then you can literally, that's how you get there. You can't get there by trying to get there, right? Because you have to, to get, to enter that reality where you are that person, that person's not trying to be that person anymore, you know? Because they are that person. That person. Yeah. Th that so that's a quote, like I came across that quote ages ago and that's something that stuck with me forever. Like, you know, you can do all these affirmations and stuff, but when you get to a point where you know you're that person and you know that, you've transmuted the rocks to gold and it's just innately in you, then you don't really need to try anymore, you know? Yeah, it's it's the subtle difference that a, a couple... Uh, Flow Modus actually is pretty great at, at capturing this. Um, and it's, it's something that I've sort of harped on. Like, I mean, so it, there, there's, there's two aspects there. So it's like, you're getting... In my mind, there is a certain person that you should a logos self, a highest self that we should always be striving for. And I think there is a push pull of being and then striving to be even higher. But I think yeah. before you can continue to strive higher, those that <laughs> those manifestations of the self gains need to solidify basically. Um, exactly. A lot of people and talk about like, Oh go ahead. Yeah after you. I was just gonna say it is like um you know, I, I don't really like talking about like, you know, saying not trying because I know a lot of people aren't at that stage yet and I don't want them to get the wrong impression. But the other thing is like with all information, you need to try and understand it. It doesn't need it. You don't need to take it as gospel. But if you can get some insight from what I just said, that's what matters, you know, like you don't need to not like, of course, try it. But if you can get the insight from that, don't paint the rock, hold, turn it to gold. That's like all that really matters. So. 
I do need to improve some stuff by save, to be honest. No, I mean, I, I think you, you, you specified it pretty well, though. I mean, there's, in, in, in the acting world, when, when, when I arrived at drama school in London, they really opened a lot of people's eyes, a lot of the students' eyes in the first week. They say, yeah, you know, a lot of you are, thought you were acting, but really you were pretending. You weren't radiating the being of someone. You weren't actually being a character. You were just pretending to be a character. You were playing pretend. And I think that might have been my first, like, solid, arti externally articulated explanation of the difference between, you know, sort of trying to be like something and just being like something. And the, 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 yeah. reason, the, the reason I bring up, I, I think that there, there, is, there is a push-pull relationship with being and then striving further is as you solidify, right? Like as you solidify being a person, like those, you'll, you'll start to notice new sets of problems. You'll start, you'll start to notice new pitfalls. you start to notice the finer details about yourself that you would like to be adjusted, that you would like to be more refined. So then that, that results in striving higher, but you don't you can't really properly get there until that being is solidified or it just becomes this, this up and down wave of, of, of unstable and erratic changes. And yeah, I, right. I mentioned this in a training post that people aren't like, people, people go in and you know, they, they do the weights, right? Like they, they lift the weights, you know, maybe they may or may not flex in the mirror or whatever, right? Or, you know, e even even with martial artists, this could be the case. Like, okay, I, I, I further solidified in the back of my brain this combination that will manifest in a gap of a split second while, while fighting someone in the ring. It's all well and dandy, right? So that, that, that's even pressing further and further into the mind learning something new because you can only learn so many five point, fine points of, of lifting a weight. But... I started to notice when I really went off in my own and, and the sort of what, what people thought was monk mode and I had to explain multiple times like no I wasn't following any monk mode thing. Like, this is just my life with spending so much time alone like I would I would train at a I would get off my bar ship at three in the morning and I'd go to a diner and get some food real quick and I'd train I'd be the only guy in the gym from like 4 a.m. to 6 a.m. And I started to notice, like, just, just being the only one there, and I would sometimes play music, sometimes not play, I would just be in complete silence, training. I would start to notice that my being would start to shift, shift to something higher. And that the way I measured my training sessions was, I mean, I didn't completely throw away, like, new numbers to the wind or objectives to the wind. It didn't become this woo-woo burning man thing, but... It wasn't just measured in the very linear numbers of training, the very linear number of repetitions to, to learn a new technique and solidify it accordingly. I was also measuring training on how my being was when I left. Was my being the same or was my being elevated through action? Were they radiating through those actions? And that's, I feel like, is a very, very subtle balancing act between being and striving. That's 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 that has much more solid ground to stand on. A hundred percent, yeah. Um, and coming to the, like the lifting thing as well, like um, you know, I, I lift weights and stuff for quite some time, 
and when I see new people or people that you know want to come to the gym with me so they can learn how to lift or whatever or, or my friend who's been going for like a couple months or whatever comes with me you know they sit on the bench they grab the bar they don't really know where to grab the bar like properly or sometimes they grab it and they're constantly like moving their hands and try to get the right balance or positioning of their hands and I tell them I'm like do you think a pro bodybuilder is constantly trying to find the best positioning or you think they just sit down and they just immediately put their hands exactly where it's meant to be and they know it you know every time they sit on the bench they put their hands on the barbell exactly where it's meant to be they don't need to fiddle around you know so you need to get yourself to a point where you just know where to put your hands and they're always there perfectly you're not constantly spending like two minutes three minutes fiddling around trying to find the right spot you know yeah (laughs) also like you know the squat pad like people put i call it like the pussy pad that they put to like (laughs) it's like people start to squat and they want to use that and i and i say do you think a pro bodybuilder is going to be using that like no do you think you're going to be using that in like a year from now no so why are you going to use it now you know yeah, get to that point as fast as possible. Yeah, the, 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 the quickest point, the quickest route between two points is a straight line. With the exception of any sort of like exercises that need training wheels. Like, if, I don't know if you're familiar with like some advanced like kettlebell training stuff. Like, you're not oh, going to no, do yeah. a, like a bent press, right? You're not going to just do that the first day, waltz to the gym and attempt a bent press. Like, it's going to take some coaching and you probably need to master the Turkish getup before you can even try to do a bent press. But for the most part, outside of things of that nature, you're right. You're not going to have this sort of constant. I mean, there's a. I mean, I'm a big. The the main pillar of my training now is actually centered around principles of the Soviet weightlifting system, with the exception being conditioning. Um, Learn some higher level conditioning methods that I need to sort of circumvent the Soviet weightlifting methodology. But. They're really big on the stabilization of, of strength, right? And I, my, my listeners have heard, heard me rant over and over again that if you're doing an eight by eight with two minute rest, that, that's not strength, that's bodybuilding. So if a program says that's the strength portion, you're just getting bodybuilding and more bodybuilding. Um, but they had this, the, this, this, this the, the Soviets had this concept where it's like you needed the adaptations to solidify or else what are you doing? And so yeah. if you have, if you walk into the gym, like you said, from the get-go in the beginning, and you just, you, maybe you have someone to guide you from the get-go, but if you have, like you said, you sort of embody, like my hands are in this position, I'm not going to squat with the fucking little trap pillow. Like I'm going to, I'm just going to squat with the bar on my back. Those things are going to solidify quicker if you, if you don't mess with them. If, if, if you don't constantly erratically mess with them. You can take a step back and maybe analyze some, some, some finer points of training that will amplify your training. But it doesn't become this emotional, erratic nature that will completely destroy any stability that's trying to, to lack of a better term, stabilize. Hmm. Yeah, exactly, yeah. And, um, yeah, the example was, um, of course, that's like the most basic. And as you said, there's obviously with everything, there's different stages and stuff, but it's just like embodying and just trying to get to that point, you know, you're trying to get to that point as quick as possible. And you need to know that you can get there as quick as possible if you choose to, you know, if you fuck around, you do this, you do that, you're not going to get there. But if you know that the path is there and you know that you can get there, 
then you know that you can do everything you can to get there as quick as possible. Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, in terms of shifting gears for a sec, I'm curious about your name, Epoch Rising. Where, 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 does, where does that name come from? What, what It seems to me in your tagline, Era of the Strong is Awoken, so somewhat of a segue from training. But yeah. can, you, can you elaborate on your name? Is this a belief that you're, you're seeing manifest? Well, yeah, honestly, so when I decided I was going to like, all right, so like, all right, I have all this information that I feel like people would enjoy and get knowledge from. I was like, I need to find a name. So originally I was like, I want to find a pseudonym that stands for like an ego construct of me, right? So I was like, all right, well, I have that in mind. Um, but then I was also like, that's kind of like, eh, you know, because not many people would be able to like associate with it or whatever. So then I just rem- I just thought of the word, I was just thinking of stuff, right? I spent like 20 minutes trying to think of a name. So I didn't have this in mind at all before, to be honest. like. I knew what epoch was, like the start of a new era or the ending of an era, basically what epoch means. Mm-hmm. And then I was like, epoch sounds pretty cool as like a pseudonym, like as like an ego construct. But then epoch could also be like a collective as well, you know? And then I decided on epoch rising because it's like a metaphor for like the epoch, you know, myself rising and also like, I guess the community and this sort of movement rising as well. I like that quite a bit. And it's... The, the, you know, the, the content matches the name really well. I mean, I don't know if you've, you've seen sometimes where like the name of something and the contents of which is a complete mismatch. Like there's a, there's a there's a great band called Destroyer, right? And you'd think like, oh man, these guys are probably just fucking pants. Like, you know, it's just some thrashing, you know, fast metal stuff. Yeah, and it's like this, it's like this intellectual, like really like indie soft, like inquisitive sort of, of music and I'm like this is really good like it's amazing but it sure as fuck doesn't sound like the name destroyer um, yeah. and so you, you, your contents match your name I mean I think for the most part I, I, I mean I do, I do the same like my, my name is Blood and Rain for fuck's sake and I post quite a bit of intense shit and that's just I mean that's that's a reflection of myself honestly I, I, yeah, strive, yeah. To, I strive to be elegant and brutal like I try to always balance elegance and brutality. Um, well, that's that's also a lot of people think brutality and violence is distant from nature, but it literally is nature. So that's a lot of what New Ages think, like oh, go vegan, save the world, all this sort of stuff. Like that's not nature. Like nature is like a good quote I have is, and your blood and rain is the same thing. Like a, a bloody battle, it's going to rain and wash all that blood and create soil and like nutrients and soil <laughs> um but yeah one other thing that i really like to think about often which shows like the duality of nature is like well what's normal for a fly oh what's normal for a spider is like chaos for a fly you know yeah that's a, that's an excellent point i mean also like we are we are the apex predator too like we have a conscience like for us to be and I mean, you know, yeah, let's dunk on vegans. Why not? Like, human. I was vegan for. Like, yeah. You were vegan for how long? I was vegetarian for like three years and vegan for like one and a half. Jesus Christ! What was that like? 
Um, well, I feel like everyone sort of has to, I, I don't know. I don't feel like everyone has to go through that phase, but I feel like it's definitely a phase that when you're going into like, and it might be beneficial to some extent if you get out of it. But when you go through that spiritual phase of like detoxing your body, like not eating meat, like eating pure electric foods or whatever they want to say. Um, like, so I went through a lot of, I did a lot of fasting. And when I went through this phase, this is when I was like in my peak sort of spiritual aspect and like had my sort of most spiritual understandings. But I would yeah, not eat meat. I would fast for like days at a time and meditate and do yoga and shit. And then... I initially went vegan for health reasons rather than ethics, which most people go for ethics. Um, but then just realizing that, yeah, it's definitely not the way and uh, plants are actually not that good for you to eat and that, you know, beef, animal products, eggs, raw milk, liver is like the golden god tea food. It really is. I mean... It's the amount, the amount of like re, re, regenerative tissue you're consuming and that you're consuming. It's just, it can't be compared to vegetables. Like you actually, I think you need to do a certain, certain, um, I mean, my, my business partner and good friend, Brian O'Brien, we talk about this all the time. Like there are a few plant and plant-based items that you need to be consuming for some essential things, but to, to create all plants equal is pretty naive, honestly, at this point, if, if you know, right? Um, and there are, there are a lot of people who are just like, man, just, just consume like a lot of high quality plants. I'm like they're actually plants that like yeah. mint, I, mint, mint dude, lowers like, your testosterone. Mint. It's like, really? Yeah. <laughs> well, I, and that's another thing when you, like, I was going to mention this, when you talk about people that have cognitive dissonance or whatever, it's like, you need to know in yourself that you have done enough research that you're confident in your opinions in the world, right? Which everyone should do. You should, and that goes back to that first quote. You should get yourself into a position where you've done, and not you've done like all the re, you've done all the research you can up until this point to develop your worldview, and ultimately you should be very strong in your worldview. Obviously things can change. Like I was vegan to now meat eater primarily, but you ask someone why they eat vegetables. You know, they say because they're healthy. And then you ask why they're healthy. They have no fucking idea why they're healthy. They don't know about minerals. They don't know about nutrients. They don't know about, you know, topsoil, fulvic acid, bioavailable minerals, nutrients, all that sort of stuff. Like I actually converted a vegan the other day who's now starting to eat meat again because he's like he eats all these vegetables and i was like did you know that cellulose is indigestible by the human body and he didn't even know that you know so he's eating all these vegetables thinking he's getting so much nutrients you, you literally cannot digest cellulose that's hilarious you know so that, now, so, he's, now he's getting a gigantic meat eater jesus christ yeah now now he is yeah because and that's another thing you know like if you act as like a point of inspiration and knowledge for people you can change them and that's like planting the seed you know I, I planted that seed and then he was sending me articles saying oh cellulose you can't digest it like he realized there was articles that saying you can't digest it but it's good as fiber and i was like why are you why are you just going to be consuming like indigestible fiber like that doesn't do anything for you you know it's literally just passing like, through yeah and it's, it's actually like 
What you see guys just consuming absurd amounts of broccoli and why, why their stomachs are just absolutely backed up. It's like, yeah, well, you're not supposed to be consuming that much cell. You're not supposed, supposed to be consuming cellulose to begin with, but you're certainly not supposed, you're certainly not supposed to be consuming that much cellulose. And they exactly. wonder why their digestion's absolutely screwed over. Yeah, exactly right, yeah. But, you know, that ultimately comes from learning about stuff. Like, I had to learn, I learned stuff through my current perspective and made me go vegan, which I thought was the way. And then through learning more, I found out that being vegan isn't the way and that you should eat a lot of meat, you know? So your perspective can change. And I feel like the more you change and stuff, it shows that you're striving for something, you know, where people who don't go vegan or who don't go carnivore, like they're, they're not trying to do anything and they're not doing anything, you know? They're not trying to come to more realizations. No, they're not. They're, they're, they're just floating into stagnation. And it just, yeah. it just leads into further and further decay. It, it, speak, speaking of perspective, honing in, because there's, there's an essence to you that's pretty unique when I see your pages. It goes, it's, it's the layer behind your aesthetics, the layer behind your words and the things that you're sharing. Like, what, 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 how would you describe your perspective? Like, in terms of just describing the essence, not just, not necessarily the skill sets that you have, but describing that essence that is epoch rising. Um, that's a good point. I reckon psychedelic. Because <laughs> when you do like psychedelics, it's that essence that's behind life. You know, you're living your life right now, day to day. Right now, I'm in this mind frame, this perspective. You're in your perspective. But if you do like a psychedelic, you you can see that there is something else behind it. You know, there's like some deeper sort of like etherical sort of energy. And I yeah, it's good. It's interesting that you picked up on that because that's sort of what I try and portray in my Instagram. <laughs> so I don't know. I know a lot of people like hate on psychedelics and stuff. So they'll probably be like, have assumptions about that. But um, yeah, that's pretty much pretty I'm, much it i'm not really an, i'm not really anti-psychedelic i mean I've, I've gone my entire life like what about alcohol well, yeah fine but i've never I've never smoked a cigarette i've never smoked weed i've never done any form of psychedelics or engaged in any kind of synthetic drug or anything right but you know I, I'm, I'm not really i'm i'm not planning on partaking my in my life at all but i'm not i'm not anti either right like i've, I've seen the benefit for some people consuming psychedelics um, yourself, you know, uh, Will Spence has been pretty open about it. The Howling Boy, before he took this hiatus, he's on right now. He's very, his, his name is the, the Marshall Psychedelic for a reason. Um, so I, I, I don't, I, I don't really think there needs to be this like ripping on psychedelics, honestly. Um, yeah. It's just, yeah, I guess everything, like it's just perspective on anything, you know, so, but, um, yeah, I feel like there's just a lot of there's just a lot of deep stuff in reality, you know, and it's like I can sort of portray everything I can in my posts, but everything is still going to be a lot deeper than that in its essence, you know. <laughs> so that's yeah, so that's what you picked up on, which is which is good. Yeah, I mean, you're you're certainly expressing that much. Maybe maybe I can articulate that better than others, but I think people are certainly picking up on that. And that's. That's the essence that's been that's been radiating radiating accordingly. Um, 
I mean, my, my aesthetics page is called Blood and Rain Visceral because I don't just see it as, like, something visual. It's, like, something triggering a visceral reaction. Like, a visceral reaction is pretty true from the get-go for the most part. Um, maybe it, it's a visceral reaction that has come as across has come through through programming right so that's 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 one thing but visceral is there's there's still the visceral reaction still has some form of truth to it whether it needs to be further pursued or whether it needs to be negated is, is the question what you, that's that's the next dilemma post visceral reaction and I, I, the, the, I mean the dilemma for consuming your content isn't isn't very long it's usually usually ends in a follow button uh press um in terms of so i've been toying with the idea of video for a while right and a couple guys have made tiktoks and i just when i hear the words tick and talk i just think just the the dark side of the gen of the zoomers dancing to fucking doja cat and make the stallion songs with these stupid trends like that just makes me want to cringe, but I remember how cringy Instagram was like six years ago. Like I was looking at the aesthetics in the year 2015, I was thinking, I'm like, man, these were trash tier aesthetics. Like everything was flat design and everything was like sort of sanitized and boxed in. And then 2016 just ripped that on its head, but it was like that for a little bit. But Instagram is becoming something that's actually highly beneficial for us. And I don't, I mean, Forrest Munden was the one who was like, TikTok, you know, should be no different. I'm like, yeah, I guess. Like, so I've, I've been toying with sort of, and I'm actually going to do this now, like a, a TikTok page, um, which is basically just propaganda, like counter deprogramming counter propaganda. So somewhat similar to the Descent Against the System video that's out there, but it's something that's obviously going to be more of a blood and rain essence. But what was what was that crossover in a video for you? Because the posts that people have like, your writing's fantastic, your aesthetics are fantastic, but when you pair it your aesthetic with video, people have gone nuts for it. Yeah, people love videos, which is interesting. Um, well, I mean, it's that's I realized that they would, you know, that's why I did that because um, I came into it like with the trajectory, you know, and it's obviously had the momentum that I thought it would. Um, you know, gain a lot of following through it. But yeah, it's interesting because like a lot, you can't, I feel like you, with the video, you can share more abstract sort of thoughts and stuff. And it has that sort of more aloof inspiration or abstract inspiration in it. Um, and people just like to consume it a lot more than reading, you know, like people probably like, they get like double the likes all my videos than like my actual content posts, which makes sense. Um, so what was your question like why did I choose to do video or yeah what, what was what was that thought process like for you yeah well I already have like video editing skills and stuff um, to some extent and then I thought you know I could probably make some good edits you know and would probably appreciate them so I was just like yeah I probably will do that but with TikTok and stuff, yeah, I've thought about, someone's told me about like, oh, we should start doing all this stuff on TikTok. I mean, I could just upload my edits on TikTok as they are. And I don't know if they're not formatted correctly or they won't get picked up by the algorithm. But um, yeah, video content just gets consumed a lot more. Like as you know, YouTube is outpacing a lot 
of the internet right now, just because video content is, is dra like drastically increasing year on year. Yeah, and it doesn't it's it doesn't look like it's gonna stop picking up steam anytime soon. I mean, I don't think it honestly, I don't think it ever will. I mean, long form written content took me by surprise. Like people were asking for longer form written content. I was like, really? Like in the world of sixty seconds, they're like fifteen second sound bites and, and news. You want long form content? And honestly, I, I think a lot of the credit due to that, like a credit regarding that, is due to Joe Rogan, because he was, you know, the, the let's do like a four hour long form podcast. People actually listen to them. So maybe that's yeah. where that's that's coming from, but. I think that that video, you, you kind of hit the nail on the head. You can share more abstract thoughts without going into some serious, you know, surgery when it comes to creating text. Like if if you yeah. have those triggers, it's 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 very very yeah. technical. You have to you have to fully articulate it perfectly as you can for someone to understand it. You know, with video, you can have a basic, you can have a concept in mind that you're trying to convey across to them and then it's their own mind deciphering it just like art you know like i told you like i used to paint and stuff so when you look at an artwork you make your own assumptions about it you decipher it you get insights from it so i think the videos are like the same you know um the other thing i've noticed is i share igtvs like lately i've been wanting to share more igtvs of sort of different video stuff that i like um they definitely don't get picked up by the algorithm because People would much rather watch a 30 second reel than like a five to 10 minute, you know, IGTV, which makes sense because people aren't on IGTV to consume long form content. No, they're not. I mean, my my Muay Thai Monday posts are like labors of love for me because I'm in combat sports, but like they don't get as much likes as I as I as I would like, and I'm sort of like, yeah. guys, really, like. <laughs> yeah, but it's also like it's probably their fault like the the or you know it's a bit of both but it's also the algorithm i think you reckon you know, are you not share so, so, so you're, you're noticing well, are you a, talking about your are you talking about your igtv posts or what are you talking about exactly? oh yeah my my my, my more time monday posts fall under igtv because they're like these eight minute breakdowns of, of fighters right uh of muay thai strikers yeah, that's why they're not getting picked up as much. Yeah, so I need like some flashy one minute propaganda video that doesn't fall on IGTV. That's good. Yeah. Know. Cause um reels get picked up insane. Reels reels go reels go viral because it's it's the algorithm can pick it up and just show heaps of people it. Uh, regular videos don't really get picked up by the algorithm at all unless people share them. But IGTVs, <laughs> Instagram's purposely like pushes them to the back. Interesting. That's good to know. I mean, I would, I would, I would certainly like to, if, if, if I'm going to spend that much time like making edits of video and curating music, right? And trying to share a certain, trying to share a certain essence without words. I'm going to, I'm going to put it into the medium that's going to be most seen, honestly, because that is just. Yeah, these can be yeah. beautiful, but no, no one's really gonna see them. You know what I mean? Exactly. Um, and reels would be the best, but then again, in reels you can only go for thirty seconds. You know, um, I feel like you're fighting. If you did those fighting things, and you know, obviously thirty seconds is so short, but that could get a major traction in the algorithm and um, and go viral to some extent. If there were thirty-second little clips. The other thing I've noticed too, when I post 
posts that are more than one photo, they, they automatically, like, get far more likes than just, than just singular image, image image photos. Like, I haven't noticed again? that. Like a slide image with multiple, like an album. Yeah, yeah, like a post is supposed to just, you know, Epoch Rising posted a photo. It's like Epoch Rising posted a new post. It means like, oh, he's posted, you know, more than one photo in the same in the same post and I've noticed I when I do that it's like I I consistently get way more likes and way more saves and and sends and things like that you know interesting I haven't noticed that um but yeah I guess um I haven't personally I've not done any combat sports that's something I want to get into I mean that that's a, that's a whole rabbit hole I could go down like right now and talk about it for like a good six hours. But I mean, <laughs> like what, what what to 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 briefly side note before getting back to like the essence you're trying to share because it's it's still I think there's still layers that need to be expressed on on this podcast medium. But what 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 attracts you to martial arts? Like what about it are you trying to what 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 from it are you trying to gain? Just become a weapon just physical manifestation of a weapon <laughs> but also like the discipline of it you know the the uh, athleticism um just fully like owning your physical domain through becoming a weapon basically you know that's yeah that's a great place to start <laughs> um like i remember when i signed up for uh my first Muay Thai gym in London, they like had a little like, like form you fill out, like why do you want to do this? And I was like, oh, I want like self-discipline and I want to just achieve my highest level of of phys- physical and mental capacity for combat um, and potentially protect others. Like, oh, these are all great things. Like, yeah, we totally want to teach you. I was like, what do people typically say? It's like, you wouldn't be surprised how many people come in here and say, I just want to fuck people up. Like, well, we're not going to teach you that. Like, um, yeah. And this is this is a this is a Muay Thai gym that like houses world champions. It's not like some like Aikido dojo who's like you know like super peaceful. You know what I mean? Um, so that's yeah, yeah. The, it's a good place to start. Like, are you trying to grapple? Are you trying to strike? Are you trying to do both? Or what are you trying to do? Uh, probably both. I can strike and pretty pretty tall, some long limbs. Um, Jiu Jitsu would be pretty cool because I've heard it's like chest. It's like full mental, full mental capacity. But um. Yeah, I guess we can discuss that later if you want to jump into some more of the other essence. Uh, yeah, I mean, just to, yeah, you know, maybe off the air, I can give you like sort of like one-stop shop guide of martial arts because I feel like I'll just I'll just jump out of soapbox of like talking about the finer point of Muay Thai strategy and that'll just be once I get the rabbit hole. Um, <laughs> but um, but yeah, I mean, there, there, there's there's something else. I mean. What okay, what would you, if if you were to describe the subtle difference between your written posts and your video posts? Like there is a subtle difference. Like, are, do you notice that? Is that subconscious? Like, can you articulate what that is? Do you have more specific goals for? Yeah, you, you have different specific goals for each kind of post. Um, I feel like so the written posts are all like insights. Like, I obviously feel like people are going to get way more knowledge from my written posts because it's like curated like I'm right like a lot of my written posts are like written for me 
right? Because they're like actual journal entries. So they're sort of like the Marcus Aurelius sort of thing where it's like he wrote it for himself and people like that because it's written without a filter. It's written to just be consumed by him and to just be the most optimal thing for him to read, right? So that's, of course, I do format my journal posts to like reference like you instead of like me, you know, just so it gets more sort of, um, oh, what's the word? it just gets digested easier by other people. Um, so obviously my written posts dive a lot more in depth into more sort of like um, philosophical, sort of spiritual, even health like related stuff. Um, and then the videos are there to also um, relay more context to the posts. Like I've done a lot of posts on like timeline reality shifting and stuff. And then I created a video for that discussing with someone discussing sort of aspects of it. Um, and then also like, you know, my bio is like the era of the strong has woken. So I have a lot of sort of motivational videos in there on, you know, trying to get people to realize that they can become like a strong man. You know, they can step into their power if they decide to, but the decision literally just comes to themselves, you know, like no one's going to save you. No one's coming to save you blood and rain, epoch rising, all these people aren't there to save you. You have to save yourself. And then through saving yourself, you can then start consuming this sort of content, you know? Yeah, yeah that makes that makes perfect sense to me, honestly. Yeah, yeah I mean, it's... I, it makes sense, like, if they're following us, they are on their path, you know, and we're helping them assist, assist them to come to some other understandings or other perspectives, but it all ultimately comes down to them wanting to and everyone that follows us would be on some path you know whatever level they're at and that's yeah, where it yeah the, 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 they're following us for a, you know a certain reason right like even you, like maybe it's it's in the early stages where it's, there's just a certain initial curiosity and then there's some people were legitimately on the path and find our content you know as beneficial to assist them on their path which that in itself is an honor, really. Um, but, you know, I, I think video might be, it's almost like a sales funnel. It's like video is like that initial thing that will draw people in to actually start reading. I think the more video we put out there, like there's a recurring theme of this, of my page and a recurring theme of this podcast is, is the discussion I had with Nature Pill back in January. Because... Uh, you familiar with the golden one before he got stuck? No, no. The golden one was one of the biggest sort of like he was. He wasn't exactly solar, but he had some crossover, like basically a proto solar sphere, right? He had like forty thousand followers or something like that, and he's he's a big YouTube following. Yeah, like he's he's you know he's he's from Sweden. You know he's like he looks like he's probably like about six five, um, and he's. You know, Western Restoration type, right? It's some crossover to the manosphere. Um, but, you know, someone trying to re restore traditional values and traditional balance. And he's doing stuff on Patreon now and YouTube and he's trying to bring other people to, to mediums, to, to platforms of social media where people can't get just immediately Marxist zucked by Bugman, basically. 
and mm-hmm. he, he was talking about how like the higher than the, if 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 you and I've, I've discussed this with a bunch of people, but if if you get wrapped up in politics, like you've already lost. Like, if, yeah, if, my if, page is specifically not going to discuss any conspiracies or politics and stuff. Yeah, I mean, you you and I can speak about that. You know, I've spoken. I, I briefly touched upon that with Flo Modus on a podcast. Um, very briefly, but I, I won't touch politics with a ten foot pole on my on my Instagram page for the obvious reasons, right? Um, but if you get wrapped up in politics to be all end all, you've already lost. Like, what's higher than a, like? I, the, 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 something on the sign here too. That's all, that's also part of it. Is I have a pretty firm belief in volume for content because, and this is this is like this is somewhat one of Forrest Mine and his eyes subtle disagreements because he, he he values potency over volume, and I value potency of posts. Like I don't think you should be cranking out posts that are just so far, and you're posting something just to farm some likes right so i agree with him there but i think volume is what has brought culture to where it's at right now because the 60s started this 60 year train of this degenerate culture where this did not happen overnight this degenerate culture did not pop up overnight they won by yeah um yeah you're right and it's also like volume across pages like i guess your guys is in the sphere that was already there prompted me to create a page if i didn't know that that stuff was out there all of this information and you know i guess my insights and my voice would just be suppressed to myself and the people around me you know um and now through obviously creating the page putting myself out there it's you know obviously sparked more people as well and like a trend you know in like a better in like another direction or whatever um and then the, the, yeah, so I think it's a mix. It's definitely a mix of both, right? Because if there isn't enough volume, you're not going to cover. It's just the question of like, would you rather, you know, shoot a poisonous dart and take down one massive elephant or would you rather throw a massive net and capture like a million fish, you know? Yeah. yeah but I, I, think, I think you can, there, there's crossover in intensity and volume with both. Uh, potency and volume with both so you might catch a bunch of elephants or you might have this gigantic whale jackpot you know it's, it certainly fluctuates like you're saying yeah and i feel like you need a bit of both you know like sometimes you need to catch a million fish sometimes you need to catch that one elephant like i guess for example i could be seen as an elephant for some extent because like your content in the sphere captured me and now I'm producing content and now I'm growing like a pretty big following. So if you, you, you do you understand what I mean? Not to like blow no, my makes, own whistle or whatever, but. No, that makes perfect sense like, because you're, you're a force multiplier. Like I, you're, you starting an account and it getting this big is exactly what I want to happen. Exactly. Yeah, that's exactly right. It was the, ultimately, the, you know, like for example, Seneca and stuff. It created their little community of like philosophers and it brings in more people and then it brought in uh the stoic guy that created stoicism you know exactly i mean it's, it's the opposite of fight club it's like you know the first rule of the solar sphere is you should really tell everyone if you can about the solar sphere because we, <laughs> yeah. 
because we want we want to be the norm. Um, <laughs> like the the this like we're we're seeing the result of sixty years of volume onslaught, and since yeah. th- this this volume that they've they've had has been to literally go cultivate a degenerate culture that goes against nature. Now, destruction can be rapid, right? But it can disappear, like it can seize as quickly as it started. And then the normalcy can begin to take shape again. So that's that's not a black pill, but we're not gonna win. We're not gonna win by just you know conversing amongst ourselves. We're gonna win by volume. And if we try to volume by politics, it's not gonna work. We try to volume by culture. So the reason when I was getting out the golden one is he he says like the real war is a culture war. But it didn't sit right with me, and it didn't sit right with Devin Madrano, the guy, the man behind Nature Build that it stopped at culture like it seemed like too low a realm and it's like you have to beg the question and my listeners you know i'm repeating myself here but for good reason um the spiritual war it will yeah pretty much i mean in terms of divinity like there's the divinity within ourselves but just grand divinity like creation like that's a realm we 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 don't have dominion over what we do have dominion over is consciousness though like I'd say that's the highest realm that we have dominion over. And if we win the yeah. consciousness war, we can win the culture war. If we win the culture war, we can win the political war. Yeah. And I, I got into some, some like, not, like, arguments, but some debates with other, like... Uh, actually, I got into a debate with Zenobial about this. And, uh, and a debate with Lettuce in the Ruins about this over a group chat. They were saying that politics influences culture. And I'm like, yeah, it can. Right? It's, it's not completely monodirectional, but culture ultimately outlasts politics like you take a look at a political structure that was in place for a certain given period of time it will wither away far faster than something that has solidified itself in culture well culture, like, it's like that, every, it's the duality bro like a lot of people think of stuff as like one-dimensional and like culture creates politics politics creates culture it's like one or the other well if you think about it like donald trump became big because there was the culture around conservatives already you know so did the culture create that movement or did i think it did and then he also helped create the culture you know so it's like it's a lot of this stuff is too deep to be like one dimensional and think like one way you know yeah no i i i would agree with that that like there is it is especially i mean i think pretty much everything that we have dominion over is downstream from consciousness like i think like politics and culture can maybe send people north to consciousness but that doesn't that's not nine times out of ten that's not really the case if you start to have these triggers of consciousness and raise that then the 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 culture and the politics will reflect that i mean like even even like a language right like that's like there's no political structure that started language language just came to be they tried making they tried making a world language Esperanto. No one speaks it. Like they literally try to make a language where everyone in the world was speaking. It just didn't happen. Because yeah. <laughs> of the culture. Exactly. There's no culture tied to it. It was just like this political this attempt at a political power play and no one listened. No one. Yeah. Marxism doesn't win and, without a Marxist culture being perpetuated for the past sixty years. Yeah. And the other thing on culture and like degeneracy and stuff is like, yeah, if you look at what people are consuming on fucking Instagram and Facebook, it's like, 
the most disgusting pleb shit in the world, right? And it's like negatively spell casting on themselves and people reshare this stuff. Like it's just like stuff that is just literally created to be degenerate. Like just stuff where like I shared one and it was like someone, I saw someone share this and it's like, oh, my friend telling me not to eat cheese because I'm lactose intolerant. Me gets another friend. So it's like they're literally portraying to do stuff that's bad for your health and to kick someone out of your social circle that's trying to help you. Why would anyone share that? Why would that even be a meme to begin with? And why would people share that? And that's only one example of like the horrible shit people are consuming. And, you know, the volume of that that's out there, as you're saying, is massive. There's so much just like pathetic, degenerate memes and and stuff out there that's like negatively influencing the culture so if we can offset that by having like millions of like people sharing like sort of actual real like good information and like liberating information and you know information that gives people confidence and stuff then that's how that that's that's what's happening you know started a couple pages now more pages are happening now more pages are happening um but then it's also the format of the meme and that's why the videos go good as well because people just want to consume a meme people don't want to consume like a massive full-length caption you know and i feel like that's why the western restoration and the wojak memes page have like like over 50k followers because they're posting you know conscious awareness sort of man like they're, they're posting valuable value within a simple meme that people can consume really easily you know yeah they, they become like sort of the haiku of like oh, haiku weapons of the culture war honestly yeah exactly like yeah because memes are just so spread because it's it's so simple to digest you know it's so simple to penetrate someone's consciousness and like plant a seed or something yeah it's <laughs> that's pretty hilarious honestly like that I mean, it's, it's, it's that Dave Chappelle meme, like, modern problems require modern solutions. Um, yeah, meme. Yeah, but it's, it, it, he's, he's, <laughs> that, that meme, <laughs> yeah, that's, that's a meme that I'm mentioning now, so that, that really kind of just makes the point, honestly. Um, it's all, yeah, it's all, and it's also like, but people want to consume that shit. People want to consume the degenerate memes, the memes that literally put them in like a negative vibrative state or, or put negative thoughts or negative opinions of perspective in their heads so you know there's the duality of that's why the memes are there because they're memes that are being shared by people but it's also they're the memes being shared by people because that's sort of all there is right now you know and if we had a million people all with like a lot of followers in our sphere and it slowly just grew and grew and grew then that's going to influence people you know and it could get to a point where it influences people to start making more better memes, good stuff, you know, instead of like shitting on a friend that's trying to help you for eating cheese. You know? <laughs> so, it's like, I saw that meme and I was like, why the fuck? Like, so what you're just going to, and, but that just shows the person who shared that obviously doesn't have values. They have a good perspective because they're, they're literally saying, Oh, I'm lactose intolerant, but I'm going to eat cheese just because, like, I'm going to wallow in my self-pity and just eat cheese because of the taste of it, and I'm going to kick everyone away that tells me not to. It's like, they're the people that we're trying to save, 
they're, you know, and that's why people don't get saved because they have that mindset. Agreed. Absolutely wholeheartedly mm-hmm. agreed. I mean, it's, <laughs> it's, um, <laughs> like, it, it, I, I, I honestly just, that kind of gave me like this visceral reaction of like why TikTok sort of needs to be stormed because the fucking level of garbage coming from TikTok is just absurd. Like, it's, it's far worse than anything that's been coming out of Instagram at all, or Twitter or anything. Like, tw- tw- yeah. Twitter, Twitter had its day of being, you know, the, the, bat, the true bastion of toxicity, right? Like, it really did. Now it's sort of, t- Twitter's almost like toothless to me, honestly, right now, because no one really takes it seriously. But TikTok still has this cachet with, with Zoomers. It's the Zoomers of the next generation. I meet Zoomers like yourself, and I'm... 25, so it's like I, I'm having one foot in being a Zoomer and one foot being a Millennial. It depends on who you ask which one I fall into. But people firmly in Zoomers, right? They, like, there's people like yourself and people like Evil Academy and Zenobial, right? That they, um, they, uh, they get it, right? They, like, and there's there's statistics showing of Gen Z that they're more church-going, they're, they're more uh, yeah. hard-working, they're more rooted. Because they, they've basically seen what, what, um, what the millennials have done and been like, yeah, no, like I'm not doing that. No. <laughs> Which is yeah, a there's lot that of millennial. There's the meme of like the millennial telling their granddad, like, I don't want to take over the farm. I want to buy this random little suburban house. And then it's like the zoom into the millennial, like screw your house. I want to go buy a farm. You know, <laughs> we want, want the land and like connect. Yeah. I've seen that one and connect like to, to our ancestors. Like, what do you mean? And you that's what I'm saying. In? Like the meme. That's like a positive meme. It's it can it conveys this the whole concept we're talking about in one image, you know. Yeah, I mean, even even hardlining people with masks, it's like, like vroom, 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 what? Like vroom, 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 what? Yeah. <laughs> the, the Chad talking like this group of of bug men with masks that keep accumulating, they get all salty, and he's like, I literally can't understand you. Like that shit is hilarious. But it's it's also like subtly priming the subconscious to like cultivate that that level of civil disobedience that we need i mean it's it sounds like that's needed in, i mean shout out to anyone listening to this from victoria australia jesus um or for that matter california um or anywhere in canada really um but um but yeah it's i i think like as much as so people have asked me for long-term content my passion is writing you know, I'm doing a number of things with writing, comparing aesthetics and everything. But I need to be, I need to be, I think, cultivating things like memes and cultivating things like video because, you know, you you you, you splash on the scene with such an incredible, like, like you said, like more subconscious priming, and that's that's the sales funnel. Like, if we, if we can we can sell people, if we can get people hooked that initial video with those initial memes, we can start selling people on the meat of the matter, like the actual written posts that have, like you said, far more value. Yeah, exactly, yeah. And, you know, a lot of my stuff, like I have just like dance edits where it's just like a, a mad song and like happy dance wipe your stuff. So I just feel like a mix of everything, a mix of you know, really good, hard hitting, potent content, um, aesthetics, obviously, like, and then also, you know, deep, insightful videos. Um, and yeah, just showing people that like, you can just 
think however you want to think. Like you can think better than you think today. You can tomorrow. You could be thinking better than you think today. You know, like you can you can like attain some sort of like aesthetics, or you can pursue something that's better than what your current stance is. And that's the way anything's created. Like you think I just was magically just like this no like i went through hardship i went through you know like i said like anxiety all this sort of shit because that's how you need you need that sort of stuff to grow you know but people can fall into the nihilism pill where they think that they can't do that you know that they that they're just stuck you know and that's like my new line video meme thing that i made it's kind of like that you know people just think that they're stuck because they don't know they haven't thought about saving themselves they don't know that they can save themselves you know no, they don't. And they need to. They absolutely need to. I got to wind down here, brother, because I got to get going to training. But, brother, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. This has been an amazing conversation. Yeah, it's been awesome, man. I really enjoy this, diving into all these deep sort of concepts. Yeah, I mean, I would, I would love to, to have you back on for a part two sometime in the future. Um, and I'd love to actually uh, invite you to co-author a piece on Blood and Rain books also somewhere in the near future. Yeah, for sure. I'd definitely be interested, yeah. Awesome. Awesome. So how, how can people Great. find you, brother, before uh, before we go? Uh, Instagram at epoch.rising. Do you have any other uh, social media platforms you're eyeing right now, or is it just mainly Instagram for now? Uh, I'm thinking of maybe starting a Twitter. I mean, I've never used Twitter ever after anything before, so... I'm thinking of just setting one up and maybe just posting all my stuff on there, but that probably won't happen for a while. Yeah, yeah. Well, guys, go give Epoch Rising a follow on Instagram and start thinking about the ripple effect. Start thinking about the ripple effect of your decisions. Start thinking about the ripple effect of displaying your, your, your decisions in some form of platform on Instagram or Twitter or TikTok or YouTube or what have you, or blogging or anything. Because the ripple effect is massive. We're not going to heal the world with just posts. We're going to heal the world with volume. So exactly. I don't... Exactly. Yeah. It, and with those little small decisions, you'd be surprised what will happen. So... And just, just to touch on that, like imagine all these random little kids that make meme page to share just shit content. They don't think anything of it and they just do it. And that's why all that shit meme content's out there where people like us sort of shy away from that and we think oh maybe like we don't post that sort of stuff or whatever but that's just the nature of the way we are so if we change that and everyone just makes an instagram page and starts posting on like top tier content and insights it's gonna definitely have an effect absolutely so for those of you you know hesitating uh stop hesitating and get after it doesn't need to be perfect from the get-go i've mentioned this before folks but gonna say it again I'm, i know there's some of you listening to this that it just have lurker pages and you have something to say and i want to hear you say it exactly right so until then likewise brother. so wish you the best of that as well thanks brother really appreciate that to all the listeners good night and good storms thank you